nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them end. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. And this is a Star Wars episode, as you can tell by the intro. This is. It's in episode 270. That's a heck of a number there. We've been going at this for quite some time, haven't we all? Oh, my goodness. But me and Matt are going to get together here and talk a couple of those Star Wars books. But before we do that, let me tell you where you can find us. You can go over to Twitter, WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We will follow you back 100% as a, a courtesy. Uh, I think that's a nice thing to do. You can also go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, and you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can support us for all these shows on this feed. Maybe you listen to the DC stuff as well on the DC feed, but what you'll do over there at the Patreon is get another feed of tons of shows that are Marvel Comics, DC Comics, Indie Comics, Manga, and even things that aren't comics, cartoons, movie shows. We have usually about 60 to 70 podcasts a month that we have exclusively over there on the Patreon. We try to make it worth your while. If you go over right now and sign up, you get the whole month of February free. If you don't like it, you end up quitting before the end of February. You'll never be charged ever. If you do like it and carry on in the march, you pick your level and you get more and more podcasts with each and every deal there. But what we're going to do here is go through two things. Oh, actually, hold on. Hold the presses here. I didn't say that usually each week we talk about two books on our Patreon spotlight and they're picked by the badasses, the Get Fresh crew, a beep, a boop. And this week, the badasses picked King and Black, Black Knight number one that I talked with Brandon about and then The Legend of Shang-Chi number one that I talked to myself about because that is a a new book coming right on the heels of the Gene Luen Yang uh, Shang-Chi book and I I liked it. I'm actually becoming a Shang-Chi fan with all of these books going on but I'm also a Star Wars fan and so we're going to go off we're going to talk a little Star Wars we're going to be talking Knights of the Old Republic and it's me and Matt and here we go all right and here we are with two books I'm here with Matt how you doing Matt pretty good pretty good pretty good hopefully these books are pretty good we'll see we shall see but we're going to start with Star Wars number 11 and that is written by Charles Soule with art by John Balzadwea colors by Rachel Rosenberg and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles Operation Starlight Part 3 The Last Hope the cunning Commander Zara has cracked the rebel security codes and will stop nothing to crush the rebellion once and for all. In response, the rebels stole an ancient translator droid from the Imperial Museum. With it, they hope to create a new unbreakable code and bring the scattered fleet back together with the hybrid lobots or high road. High broid. I want to say high bro. Lobots <laughs> help the rebels manage to communicate with the droid and strike a deal. The other key to rebel survival is the newly formed Starlight Squadron led by Shara Bay. But Starlight's first mission could be their last. Now, I have I have a, a problem with one thing in this mainly is the idea that they're trying to get this code and not everybody should have the code yet. And they're doing mm-hmm. all these things with it, but yet everybody seems to have it already and understands it. But even then, you end up having the Starlight Squadron going off. They were trying to find... You know, the fleet that was destroyed. And we said at the end, we saw Zara's big, you know, cruiser come in. 
Mm-hmm. And it is just kind of a back and forth. You have the deal where the talkie robot and C-3PO are trying to download, upload these communiques. In the background, we realize that it is a plan with C-3PO and Princess Leia to actually get the actual language so that C-3PO can use it and they can shut down this awful droid. Monster. Uh, in the meantime, the Starlight Squadron's pretty much, you know, in big, big trouble and the the rebellion can't get a hold of them. You end up having, you know, all these things going on, and especially with Shara, who is Poe's Poe Dameron's mother, and they have lost communication. And it almost makes it seem like the lost communication is because of the code, but the code's there, but it's not. And it kind of threw me off a little. I like the stuff going on in either story. Mm-hmm. It just ended up, I don't know, at the end it was okay. It wasn't that great, though. They're still pretty much putting Lobot in jeopardy, even if the plan is to kind of go from here on out that they won't need to use Lobot. But it might be that they won't get to use him anymore. He is he's in trouble. He he is now. Yeah. So Lando's pissed. He he wants them to stop. And we saw at the end of the last issue. You know, Lobot, his eyes are rolling. He he looks like he's had a lobotomy. (laughs) He's in big, big trouble. It also ends up pretty much making Lando even more of a a bad guy to everybody here because he cares more about Lobot. But that's the thing. That's his buddy. We said we may find out maybe not so much, but Kess is mad because Kess wants to get a hold of his, you know, his wife, wife, Starlight Squadron. Uh, Shara, but Lando wants to shut down this stuff. And when we go and see the squadron, yeah, they're they're flying around Zara's you know, star destroyer, and then you end up having, you know, Zara want to bring them in. They're going to try to get, but that's the thing too with that. I understand that they're going to try to, you know, torture them for info. But the thing is, they don't have their astromechs, and so they're not going to get any more info of that so they end up in a tractor beam and as they're going in you end up having wedge save the day because he remembers that they did a little uh you know a maneuver back in rogue back in the day yeah yeah, they were testing things (laughs) about the idea that if you are in a tractor beam from a star destroyer maybe even a death star you end up pretty much accelerating into it but the big thing is, it's funny. They make it seem like this acceleration's the big thing. Really, the big thing is shooting, shooting the, the actual yep. tracker beam. I mean, it, it's fine enough that you're zipping into it. I thought what they were going to do is almost make one of those whips where you go really far and then you fly out because it would go accelerating more. But I wouldn't say whip a nene because that guy ended up killing his cousin or uncle uh, recently. Yeah, he's in trouble. I said it was a shame because he didn't get to bring out the second part. Of that, his second hit, nay, nay, and whip is what I wanted. I was telling that to my son. But so they're they're flying into the deal, but then they end up actually going into into the, the bay hangar, of yeah. the star destroyer, and then just start rooting, tooting, and shooting again. While we go back to you know Lando and Princess Leia and Talky C three P all of them, and them just arguing, and it goes back, back and, and forth, forth each yep. time. Then Lando is a piece of crap. Because he's like, hey, Shara Bay, what are you doing here? Like, they would have yeah, landed. Yeah, what was that? Was you know what I mean? It was just about, it, yeah. It was supposed to be like, he'd go, oh, my God. They, you don't think that when they came in range, they would have contacted somebody? Also, the, the document, like, somebody would have said this. And he, he's distracted. 
It's pretty much the your shoes are untied. And, you know, Lando punches him, tries to separate Talkie to the connection with Loba, doesn't do it. So it really isn't anything. Just it's there to get more and more so that the rest of the the rebels don't trust Lando. He keeps doing things to piss him off. Now, by the end, seems like he is going to do some bad things. But that's the thing. We're playing this. But Lando ends up a good guy. So it's it's kind of stupid. It's stupid because what's his name wants to protect his wife, which is fine. And Lando yeah. wants to protect his friends. So they have the same argument. It kind of cancels yeah, each other out. I, I, yeah, I don't understand. But, Maybe but for some should. reason, the other guy, what's it? I don't know his member's name, but he, he, he is better off because he's the, the rebels are on it. Leia's on his side. So he has a stronger argument, but it, yeah. it's the same argument, basically. Yeah, it is. So, it, and you can't blame Lando for what he does. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, Shara's husband, yeah. Kev, so yeah. they are, you know, he has that deal. And yeah, exactly. And, the thing about this is by the time we get to the end, which, you know, you get some feels from it, you you, you realize now that Poe is definitely born already because yeah, he's she a kid says, somewhere. Yeah, say say goodbye to my tell my husband and Poe that I love them. Uh so they're going on. But yeah, like I said, it's back and forth, back and forth. Leia says, No, 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 we have to do this. The rebellion's more important than anything else. Now the idea of this is we don't realize while this is going on that Leia and 3PO have a wink-wink deal that really C-3PO is just – they're sending out messages, but these messages are only so C-3PO can get them and then translate them himself and have the, the code or the language. So really when she does say, hey, we got to do this, she just needs Lando to shut up so they can do this quick and they're hoping to do it before Lobot dies. Maybe he will, you know, you end up, they check his pulse. I mean, she could have told Lando, though. Yeah, I guess that it's because you can't like, okay, come with me, Lando. I guess this was on the the spot. And maybe Lando would say something. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. And you can't have talkie. No. So that's the whole deal. I did like, the only thing I liked in this whole part, though, was that when C-3PO pretty much, and he's such a jerk. And I always say this, but (laughs) he's such a jerk to talkie, too. He's so highfalutin. So pretentious, but he's like, yeah, got that language down pat. All right, we can turn off this piece of crap. And then Talkie's like, how is that possible? You could not know the language just from a couple of messages. You would have to know the, and Citropio's like, really? You know, I- I'm a little more advanced than you. I mean, maybe in your day, you, you old codger, but this young whippersnapper, <laughs> he's good. But the funny thing is, there's the wink, wink. I wonder, how could this be possible? Well, my maker, whoever that might have been, Darth Vader, Darth Vader really yeah. knew what was going on. It made me laugh. And he's like really going, he must have been a brilliant genius, this guy. And he ended up hooking him up with this AAI uh, verbo brain, you know, because a little Anakin would have that laying around. And, and so I'm like, but it's kind of a funny little, you know, deal of, of him pretty much praising Darth Vader at, at this moment. But you end up with. C-3PO goes, the Rebellion appreciates your service. Boom, shuts them off. They don't even sit this thing down. They don't even, like, he's surprised. Boom, done. He falls backwards, just as Lobot falls backwards as well. Yeah, Lobot falls too. I love it. So it's like, hey, everybody, get Lobot to the med bay and give him all the proper attention he needs. He's a hero. And get this scrap heap the hell out of here and put it in some closet. I mean, right now, I understand... Maybe the idea. And I, if I was C three PO, I'd be like, 
what are you saying? Because basically they have to keep him aside, I guess, in case C-3PO gets destroyed so they can try to do this again. I don't know that Talkie's going to be able to be reactivated and fall for the same thing again. There's no <laughs> way. But C-3PO even says when you're like, well, you're a selfish robot. You were programmed to be selfish, and that's your undoing. You didn't want to help others. You're out of here. And so he gets put in a storage locker, closet. A storage yeah, closet. Really? That's what you're doing. The most important thing that you had gotten, and you're putting this whole robot just, just turned it. off in a storage you know, deal. If you, That's just trouble. But you go back to the Starlight Squadron where, like I said, they landed on Zara's ship. Zara's pissed. She's like, hey, you know, go and eliminate them. They send ADATS, STs, all these things going in. Uh, to go and stop at more STs than that, so it would be really big. But you, you go, and it's a cool little fight. I kind of got the idea of what was going on from the very beginning because, I mean, if Zara wanted to survive this, she's not showing it from the beginning. I mean, she is choosing every little blip in the plan to say, you guys get out of here, it's all me. You guys go, I'll sacrifice, you guys go. And uh, at the end, they're going to have to. What they're doing, too, is they're trying to get an astromech so that they can go out then and get their course. But also in the meantime, they're grabbing another one that Zara said to get so that they can get all the coordinates and stuff. And and again, it seems like these little, you know, astromech they have everything that anybody's ever doing. Uh, I would guess that it wouldn't be that much, like just to get one astromech that is just sitting around. And they even say they don't need TIE fighters don't use those. So they're looking, they have to have one around. They have to have one around. Okay, we'll grab this, and it's going to have all the plans. It's going to have every coordinate they've ever done and where they go. And I'm like, eh, it's it's pushing it a little, uh, unless it is connected to the system. But if it's connected to the system, then it can be traced to the deal. You know what I mean? They have yeah, to end up yeah. splicing it anyway and, and getting it off. So and those are the uh, you know those are the evil astromechs. Yeah, they're black. yeah, yeah. Well, you can tell they they yeah. look cool. That's why, and, yeah. and so they're there now. What happens? They'll go back somehow. R two will show up, and now they'll hook our the Lobot up to uh, the Astromech, and he'll almost die again until R two gets the stuff. But now there you go. But so you're doing all this, and they're fighting, and Zara is staying behind. Now they do mention by the end when you end up finding out that she had sacrificed herself. I mean, obviously, we don't see her die. They have the coordinates. They're saying that they could pretty much track the Tarkin's will or at least know where it might be going. And that, you know what? That Zara, she's pretty tough. I, they're going to get her. Yeah, it's a rescue mission coming her. up. Yeah, yeah, they're going to go get it. And now, with all of that, this sets up something I'm more interested in. I'm more interested in going to save her than I was about this weird plan. Because remember the Starlight Squadron there, they just went to check and find I think it was the 6th Division deal, the, the fleet. That was destroyed, and then this happened. So this wasn't really any sort of mission. They are thinking on their feet. Wedge comes up with a plan. Yeah, they were but ambushed. I'd like to see them really go. And I think that you'll get some pretty, you know, pretty much the whole deal with the Rebels going to save her. That would be something that would be a big deal. And, and definitely the Pathfinders involved. You know, it kept them because there's no way he's going to stay behind. And so you, you have that set up. They have the code. It, to me, that that's cool enough. And some of the stuff with C-3PO and Talkie were cool. 
But it, it seemed like a long storytelling deal just to get a code so that they can send messages. It's very important in the story and to the rebellion. But actually reading it, it's not that yeah. exciting. You know what no, I mean? Really, it's yeah, kind of, you know what? This is like, yep. oh, you know, a lot of Bothans said that this reminds me of almost some people would kill me about the idea of turning the crawl in New Hope into Rogue, you know, Rogue One. Or I just, this sort of thing kind of can be done in the background but that's what we got we well, also get to it, see it did, what's you also that? get to see you also get to see lando's doing some stuff behind the scenes too, yeah which well is, and we saw that that we ended up having him getting you know called before and this ends up making him like yep little buddies at lobot's side they don't care about us and then in a in a weird way i i forgot all about this and when they go back to the job of the hut sail barge it threw me off a little when they first mm-hmm. went there i'm like oh yeah oh yeah and he said listen I don't have the codes, I don't, but I have possibly the robot that you'll be able to check it out. Now, if this ends up happening, you're going to end up having Lando and Lobot and Talkie go off probably to Tatooine. Mm-hmm. I believe that when Talkie gets reactivated, he is going to be guns a- ablazing. And they are going to be able to just get away. And then somehow it'll be one of those where Lando and 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 uh, Lobot and Talkie end up having a nice thing while they kill Talkie. That's what I think. But if we end well, up doing well, that. But I'm yeah. sure they'll show something. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. But you have all this stuff going on. But the big thing is to trying to save Shara would be what you would think. Now, next issue looks like it would be a flashback to cover. It looks like Hoth with Han and Chewbacca. So we'd have the to the covers see. have been misleading in the past, yeah, so I wouldn't yeah. put too much. Into I mean, this. it would be weird to have a cover at issue twelve with Hoth and Han or whatever, and not just. I get the idea that Princess Leia just because she's kind of there, like like she's like, remember back when we did this, and it'll be almost like the maneuver that you ended up having Wedge doing. I think it'll be a kind of deal, but I, I liked it enough. It, yeah. it wasn't the best issue now. There's points in the art that look really great. Then they get wonky at points. And, and the wonkiest, I think, is the last page, the last thing, second to last panel. I don't know who that Princess Leia is. <laughs> she looks crazy. Oh, yeah, but, the faces oh, are bad. It, I don't like her, the faces. The faces are a little off. But yeah. uh, overall, I, I, I like this enough. I'm giving it a 7-5. Uh, you know, you, you get some things done. You get the code in C-3PO now. Now, all of a sudden, he'll have some virus or something. Who knows what's going to go on? But, you know, Lobot is in trouble. Zara needs to be rescued. She sacrificed herself. There's some good things going on and some good Star Wars stuff. So I'm not going to say it's bad. It just was not the greatest of issues, but looks like it's going to set up some cool things. I also like when you go back to Tatooine, you do see somebody getting thrown into the Sarlacc pit. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of funny. I'm like, oh, that guy's done. What a horrible Uh, way to die, right? Can you think of a worse? No, it's the worst. Uh, What would you give it? I'd give it a seven. Okay. Seven for the same reasons as you, just a little lower. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're going to go to the next one. We're going to go hot and heavy in this because I'm going to pass out. We have the High Republic, the Star Wars High Republic number two. And when the first one came out, uh, I ended up making a video for it, a video mm-hmm. review on our YouTube channel. And I did not, I didn't realize that all the hate that was going to come for this. And to me, it, it's just a Star Wars book. I know it's a big thing. And I even said to you before we started, there's a lot of things that if we read all the other like actual books and mm-hmm. things like that that go with this. I think it would fill in some of the blanks, 
But with that, I didn't realize that people were looking at this as uh, pretty much the the SJW thing. Oh, look at that SJW, whatever. And I, I thought to myself, I understand that the original trilogy, you know, because of when and the timing and whatnot, you know, it didn't have a lot of people of color or women, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But but that's not something that wouldn't be in the universe. And in fact, I look at and I say this as a positive. I look at Star Wars as totally being SJW, and and mm-hmm. I like it because of that because that's what it is. I mean, you end up having the the fight against good and bad. You can't have that and then have well, we don't want women or people in color in here. That that doesn't make sense. It's it's one of the things growing up. And again, I never really recognized as a kid like, oh, there's Princess Leia. Oh, where are all the other Leia? Because I just assumed that it was out there. It was wherever. I didn't look at it as being a segregated thing at all until I realized, oh, my God. So when you add the extra people and extra you know, stuff, that just makes it better to yep. me because it makes it more real. It makes it more accepting. And to me, that's what got me. When, when you ended up having Last Jedi come out, it really upset me because Star Wars is always like the safe haven for me that you could like anything you want. I mean, I could like Luke. You could like Han. I'm right, you're wrong, but I I accept (laughs) it, right? And just the idea that it was always something that was a nice place for me, and and there was no fighting. I mean, the the worst fighting as I was growing up was somebody saying Return of the Jedi was their favorite of the original trilogy and that they liked the Ewoks, and then you'd make fun of them a little, but still, it was never like people ready to just strangle each other. So So I ended up putting up the review, and I got all these comments about this isn't my Star Wars, this is Soy Wars, and this is that. And I'm like, I don't know. It just, it really just upset me. It made me sad, uh, really, because of the way that I, you know, look at Star Wars. And plus, it's a first issue. I, I don't get it, but it is. And that is... was on the YouTube video, the comments on yeah, that? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Star Wars The High Republic number two, I, I legitimately had to uh, delete. And I, I don't like to delete comments. Everybody should have their own opinion if it gets too hateful and like really starts, you know, being offensive over the top with certain words and things, I have to delete it then. I don't want people to come there and look and be like just thrown off like that and just being sad themselves because of that. But, you know, most of the times so if somebody's like, this isn't my Star Wars, this is SJW, I'm not going to delete that. I just don't agree with it. And then I tell them, but, you know, there, there was some real real bad things being thrown at Keeve Atrenas, the main character, who I think is a cool character. We only got one yeah. issue. How Mr. are you Haircut judging? alone is cool. Yeah, I, I love it, too, because you, you don't end up having people like against these aliens. You know, nobody's sitting there and, and going, no Greedo in my story, you know, even if it was. Like, nobody yelled about the cantina scene in New Hope because it was a diverse crowd. There was a bat guy drinking something there and seriously nobody had a problem with bat boy that guy's been living in the basement of every star all the time i used to see bat boy all the time in the national Enquirer. just got me sad at the idea like you you (laughs) go with all of these things but yet a woman shows up that's running a a starship and a person of color and you you lose your mind yeah but it's not Mm. like she's from earth anyway so any of that that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they, they just started with the, the last anyway. Jedi. This started with all the movies where I didn't like the last Jedi. Oh, had nothing to. That's why I got mad because the the idea that I didn't like last Jedi, and I'd say to some people, they then were able to just assume 
that I'm a sexist and a ra- and that's wasn't it. I just didn't like it because the original trilogy was my thing, and it kind of seemed like it was shitting on it to not curse here, but you know, so it became that, and that's when I think the Star Wars universe became more hateful than it ever was when it all of a sudden became about race and sex, and it should never be because it's a, a galaxy. And it's a nice deal. It's good versus evil. And then the people arguing, how can you sit there and like Star Wars? And this is getting to be a soapbox, but how can you like Star Wars and actually seem to be in line with the Empire? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. So stop it. Stop it, I say. Star yeah, I mean, Wars if, the High Republic. If you want to fault anybody, if you want to fault anybody, it would be the uh, the Empire. I mean, they seem more racist than anybody. Well, that's what I'm saying. Then these people are like, not on my watch. I'm like, really? You're you're dealing. Uh, so they'll join up for the Empire then. Maybe. I mean, people have to join up something. Star, but that that's why Star Wars became such a toxic thing. And a lot of people stepped away from that, and that's the worst thing. It's really a lot of just, people like, toxic. I don't need to deal with that. Uh, I used to sit there with my friends, and we would talk about Star Wars all the time, and there was never – yeah, we argued. It's the thing, though. When I was a kid, people argued it wasn't like it is now. You'd argue, and I mean, at worst, you'd beat somebody up, right? And if they don't agree with you, <laughs> you wouldn't do that. It's just nonsense. High Republic number two. Uh, the Star Wars, written by Kevin Scott, art by Ario Anandito. Inks by Mark Morales, colors by Annalisa Leone, and I just turned the page, letters by VC's Ariana Mayer. The galaxy is at peace, ruled by the Glorious Republic and protected by the noble and wise Jedi Knights. As a symbol of all this is good, the Jedi launch Starlight Beacon into the far reaches of the Outer Rim. This new space station will serve as a ray of hope for the galaxy. Young Keeve Trennis triumphantly passed her trials and is now a Jedi Knight, but her master Skier is greatly troubled. Something is very wrong. Uh, he he saw some things. He's having PTSD. The guy lost his arm, and whether or not it's going to grow back or not, it still pain sucks. Is still there. Yeah. And he's like I said, he saw some stuff when he ends up running into this Nile Nahil. I said mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it. Now, it's a bigger thing right now in the books being explained, mm-hmm. but we're seeing it here as just coming into this issue. It reminded me of the Reavers in Firefly, the way they're described. And it's funny because I looked it up to see if like anybody else saying that, and there was actually a review for one of the books that the person said, and this is why I want to bring it up. The person said at first, uh, Niall felt like the Reavers from Firefly, but once you get into the books and things, they develop more. So they, they're different. They're more than just that. So I was glad that I read that knowing that it does go. But here they're just kind of mentioned and you see one, but the idea that they're pretty much just these outer rim bandits, you know, that end up pretty much not having any honor going against the Jedi who are all about Seems that. like the and, Sith maybe a little bit. Yeah. And, and so with Skier, I think that the problem is, is that what he has seen was these you know, Nihil have really gone over the top and they don't care about rules. They don't care, like I said, about honor, the no whole honor. honor on the battlefield thing. They don't care. And I think it got to him and also his PTSD as they go with a distress signal. And you're introduced to uh, two other Jedi that are okay. You get <laughs> Serret and Terek, and they are. It's basically the one name spelled backwards with them. They're twins that they uh, they share. You know, a thing. And this is something you even said. There's a character in G.I. Joe that's like that. You hit one, the other one hurts. Uh, so they have that connection. It's it's cool enough. They end up looking like death from a bogus journey. And so that made me giggle. 
is what that made me do. But yeah, they're training and they're going out and they pull out. And one of the things that you end up having Kiev realizes that Skir is no longer calling her Kiev. They they were, you know, that is her master. And when she was the Padwan, now they're equals. And I got the idea that he's doing that as a thing of respect, maybe like, hey, now you're a Jedi. I'll call you by your last. But she seems like taken aback because of how he was even acting at the end of last issue. So she's worried about him. Uh, the later you see, he has a lot of anger issues as they go, and this ship has been destroyed, taken over, but it's still airtight, and there's still signs that there are some survivors. So they have to go in there, uh, but when they go in, they recognize right away this gas and the heel, uh, and you end up having Kiev say, I've never faced them, but that was the battle of Kerr that Skier was in that seems to have caused that PTSD. And must have been pretty through. recent, too, because his arm would grow back. I mean, Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. Must, so it's not like it happened a long time ago. No. So it must have been like right before yeah. she became his Padawan. And they go and they separate. You have one of the twins go with Skir. One stays with Keeve. And the art, I think, is really good in this at points where mm-hmm. and it's horrific, where they end up going and seeing that it was a hut. This was a hut ship. Oh, yeah, it's and, terrible. And, the, and it's awful looking. It's so awful, but it looks good. Um, but they find it. Keeve uh, finds that. And also with that, they end up finding barley. And and the weird thing about this is, is this is where I started like, really? Like I, I just said about the idea that we had in the Star Wars book where he took a lot of time dealing with translating a language so that we can get a code going forward. But this book is taking a direction where – I don't know that I want to see them tracking down the, you know, Farmers. idea that people <laughs> are getting barley and making these, you know, Bacta stuff on the sly. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't That's really. That's the new need... greatest technology, new latest technology, Bacta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so with this, I don't know that I'm that interested in that. Now it's kind of being presented as a way to present some more interesting things because you end up having an heel kind of fall down and go to a tech scheme and he goes to town and he slices it in like 17 pieces. Oh yeah. And you even have them say like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Now at this point, I'll tell you too, some of the art got confusing for me to follow. There's a lot of close-ups, and you have the whole deal where, you know, one of the twins gets hit, gets hurt. Oh, I'll I'll be okay. The other one feels it. That's when you end up having Keeve like run in and then somehow there's a separation and now it's just Keeve and and Skier when he does this. She's the only one who sees him freak out like this and I actually didn't realize that until she says it later. I I thought the one twin was still there where you know with all that going on, but he really goes to town. Chops him in half and then And and it's funny because even when you end up having, you know, the whole deal with Keeve say, whoa, wasn't there any way to disarm? I didn't even know that was her until I saw it was her. I thought it was one of the twins, but it was like, couldn't we disarm it? Now, that's kind of a weird thing to say to somebody who's now killing a Nahil who actually, you know, the race cut off his arm. (laughs) The idea Mm -hmm. of disarming it. He's like, "Eh, I kind of did. I disheaded it. I dislegged it. But he does say, no, you know, disarm the coward. And he's so angry at that. And with that, you end up where, you know, when Keith says, Master I, you see that he's surprised. He didn't want anybody to see him do this. And so when they go back, you end up at the Starlight, you know, Citadel there, the the, uh, space station. 
um, you end up having them trying to figure out what's going on. Marshall Chris, now a marshal, uh, she is a little upset because even then, she's like, well, what happened? Oh, those those animals have no honor. And Well, whoa, 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 we don't talk like that. We're Jedi here. That's not how we talk about living beings. Oh, I'll go and meditate. He's not meditating on crap. No. <laughs> he's going to go and stew on it is what he's going to do. But in the meantime, you end up having Keeve say, hey, uh, Marshall Chris, I saw some things. I ended up seeing some things. You know, he, he was real angry. But in the meantime, you end up having Skeeve go off, go off to the planet. Him and one of the twins go down to the planet. And again, this becomes a deal in Sedri Minor, which is a big thing, it seems. And it even says in the next issue, you know, what what happens with Kiev on Sedri Minor could destroy the Republic. I'm like, that escalated quickly with, with a, a girl that just became a Jedi. But you end up where he goes down. One of the twins go down and they realize, OK, this is an independent colony. This one guy says, hey, what's up, Jedi? You can leave now. We don't yeah. really need you here. We don't want and you that's here, when yeah. Yeah, that's when Skeer's like, huh, that looks like that barley <laughs> we were just talking about. That's eh, weird. What's going on? And then in the weird deal, the twin ends up seeing uh, a Rodian. A Rodian, ends up yep. looking in. Yeah, and it's 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 like Rodian of the corn. It is. <laughs> it must and be. And I was a hallucination like, don't go maybe? follow yeah. that. It, it seems like it's one of the things because it gets attacked by it. I'm, also, I'm, I'm thinking that it's like almost one of those like angler fish, but the angler part is uh, – a rodian or maybe it can end up making you see whatever mm-hmm. i just like it it's like is, is this rodian waving or is it like putting its, its hand towards itself it's a weird look there it's right going like come here come here follow me yeah it's weird like why would you go in i wouldn't move i i if i saw this i'm not going in there i mean if i was walking by uh what almost is a cornfield kind of deal disgusting uh, corn i wouldn't i wouldn't go in there no like what's up what's going on and then if they didn't answer, it's on them. I'm not going to go save your ass. What are you doing in there? So, yeah. Oh, oh. And, and so he just like, what? Well, he doesn't say anything either until he gets further away. Because Skier is kind of, you know, yelling at, and, and kind of, you know, throwing some shade back at the at farmer. This guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they end up and he's like, hello, are you there? Do you acquire assistance? I'm like, why did you think that? It, it almost we like are here to help. somebody's beckoning <laughs> you into the, the cornfield. You don't go. It's just proper. They, I've seen enough movies, not even Children of the Corn. Twilight Zone. That. Yeah. Yeah. Also, with that, <laughs> if you Nothing think, good happens in cornfields. No, nothing good <laughs> in cornfields, except maybe corn. But even that is not one of those uh, vegetables I'm allowed to eat on the whole 30. And, oh, and no? it drives me nuts because oh. I love now it's too much you know, natural sugar. Oh, okay. That's why, because it, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best. He, but it's barley here. It's even worse. You know, you ever have like barley cereal? It's the worst thing you could eat ever. Also, no chance I'm eating that. That's disgusting. No. Also, you go in here. Don't wait until you're already in to grab the that saber. Should have been lit the minute that you thought that this person needed assistance. That's all you got there. So yeah, he walks in. Not very smart. These guys. Two heads are not better than one, and you only have half here. So he goes in and he disappears. I think that he's that tentacle has blood on the tip of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that it. I think it takes him down below, and he even drops his lightsaber so that he will end up not being able to use that. So they're going to have to save him and all that. But you end up all this is happening while 
up on the Starlight Citadel. You end up having, you know, the other deal, which is Tarek is like, oh, no, it's Sarit, Master Chris. Something's happened to him. She's like, what? What do you mean? Happened? Like something really bad's happening. Now, with that, I think that he would know if he died. I actually think that what he's feeling is the fear and the intense like emotions like that. I think mm-hmm. that if he died, this would be something that, you know, he would know right away and it would or really like blood upset would him. be coming out of his mouth yeah, or, or he'd just pass out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yep. and then have that deal. Um, so I expect them to be able to save him and then they're going to yeah, find he's out not what the hell's going no. on in this because that's when Skier who's already unhinged ends up where, you know, Hey, where's your butt? Sarah, Sarah. And he runs away. And it's like, he even was distracted and kind of let, I think that he's going to blame himself for this as well. And things are just piling up for old skier. So he goes and sees the lightsaber and that's the end of that. But yeah, I said in the next one, it says Jedi key will never be the same after confronting the horrifying truth on Sedri minor. If she falls, so too falls the Republic. I'm like, that's a lot to put on her shoulders right there. And and as far as I could tell, the Republic doesn't go down. So I think that we might be okay in the end, but we'll see how it works out. But even then you see like four and five where it looks like you're going to get a fight. And then it looks like Skier might end up not lasting too long with us. And that actually wouldn't be a bad thing, how mean he is and how over the top that maybe he ends up being able to sacrifice himself Never going to get that arm, though, if he goes that quick, right? So yeah. that's a shame. Usually yeah, the they... Jedi Masters don't last very long in Star Wars yeah, anyway. Yeah, so. so there we go. But she's going down, it looks like, and we'll see how it goes. And I guess that might be Sarah in the background of that cover. It's a weird cover, oh, uh, yeah. the way yep, that the it's right guy. in. Yeah, it looks like it, so we'll see. But yeah, actually, when I when we talked about this, I liked it a little more. I just... I don't want to get caught in the minutia. And we kind of went a- away from some of these where at one point there's like a page where names and system, they're just being thrown at you. I-, I just kind of want to see the action at this moment and kind of go in. I thought that first issue did a good job of kind of getting you behind Keith and not showing you too much. You want more. And now here I kind of want to see, I, I wish we would have seen more of her as a Padawan. I'm still going to say that because then you get to see, you know, the real person, because they're they're struggling, they're trying to, you know, do things that they normally wouldn't, things like that. So that that's the shame of that. But I do like the character. I actually like Skier right now with him because it's almost like a, like a guy gardener at DC, like a, you know, a, a guy who has more layers because of his anger and stuff like that and actually feels real. Uh, so I do like that. But still, I'm going to go, I'm going to go eight out of ten. I actually am going up about a point from what I thought. I was going to go a seven. I think I'm going to go an eight. I'm looking at it. I really do like the art. And uh, while I don't really want to see them chasing down the barley, uh, what ends up happening is pretty cool. You know, not for Sarah, but, you know, cool for I wa- us. I want to know where I can get one of these face masks, like, right now. Yeah. So I can, yeah. I can you know, for the corona. Yeah, that would be good. I want to get one of those too. And I read it. I was reading last night because hopefully this next week I'll kind of pull out of this. Uh, and when I was looking at it, I'm looking like, okay, well, there's the big thing. Do you get the vaccine if you already had it? Because can you get it again? And you can, but it's very, very low. And so I went to like three or four different things. And basically, one said, definitely get it. One said, you don't need it. I'm like, all right, I don't know anymore. 
than no. I did before. Maybe wait a little uh, longer, or maybe a well, month, or, I, month or so. Here's the thing. Legitimately, I'm not going to say I'm a good guy or anything like that, but people who didn't get it yet should get the vaccine before my butt gets it because I've had it. So I should be pretty much, you know, good to go. And so let's get everybody not get this because it, it's awful. It is, it is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. Uh, besides maybe one or two of my kids being born, but I won't, I won't tell you which ones they'll have to decide. They know. I, I said, when people sit there and like, I can't choose between my kids. You definitely can I'm choose. You, mine is daily. And I should have like a whiteboard that I just changed because I'm telling you, they have to win my love every day. And if they don't, they're out. I haven't talked to Zach ends up giving me the corona. He's definitely at the bottom. I'm He's not number giving five him. right now. Yeah. yeah. Now. Logan, yeah. yeah, because I have five getting Logan, his birthday's tomorrow. And me and him are talking and Rafe, who kinda he gets a little sketchy too. Me and him are talking a lot of Super Bowl and football talk. So he's up. He's, he's edging his way two. up. But still, Logan probably and, won and right also, now. And right? also, Logan, it's Logan's birthday tomorrow. And Logan's <laughs> the only one who would actually come downstairs. And I have the chrono, so he can't really. But he'll come down. I'm in the one room that we have sectioned off. And he'll actually talk to me from the kitchen table. He'll sit at the kitchen table. Like, I'm telling you, it's a distance away. And he'll just yell to me. And we'll talk a little, tell me about basketball and Trey Young. He's a big fan of, but he's the only one. Nobody else will even message me. They think they're going to get texting Corona. And, and then uh, with that too, it, it's kind of sad because we're going to have a birthday party. I'm going to be like the boy in the bubble. I'm going to be from this other room, you know, kind of looking. Or there's been talks that I'm going to have to go somewhere probably down here and watch it on the duo. Like oh. I ended up doing, I'm watching my son's uh, karate tournament the one time because at that point, they wouldn't let out. me into that because I had a fever and they thought I had corona. And that was months ago. But yeah, I'm hoping that this all. But it's ice cream cake, right? You don't like that anyway. Right? Well, no, it, that's changed. No, we, we ended up the, the reign of terror of ice cream cakes has come to an end because that was something that our oldest son, Alex, his uh, girlfriend, Worked at Dunkin' Donuts. She, oh, that's Dunkin over Donuts, now. At Dairy Queen, she worked at Dairy Queen as a manager, so we would basically get those free. And with that, we have five birthdays within starting tomorrow. Within the month, we have five birthdays. So I, mean, I ain't buying birthday cakes all those times. So we were getting them free, but that's not the case now. So we're just gonna have regular cake. Are they still gonna blow probably, out the candles? Probably make me do that and make it. I can't do anything. I gotta watch from some other location. I'm at a remote location is what I'm doing. And then we have that. Then the next birthday's rapes. And actually, I'm thinking of the rankings. Ethan and me each night have been watching, rewatching Futurama. So he's up there, too. They're going to have to is really work Hulu? it. Who's... Yeah. yeah okay, I'm going to start that. watching that again, too. Yeah, it's a good point. Oh, it's so we funny. we laughing so much. That's Ethan's favorite show. I've only I've watched it all the way through once. He's watched it like 17 times, which makes him end up. And, and with this, too. He's upstairs and I'm downstairs and we watch it. And then he texts me or we yell. I can hear him. And he's annoying because he just yells what's going to happen next. And it's that's annoying when you're sitting with someone. When they're upstairs yelling, it's even worse. And then mm-hmm. we watch um, WandaVision on the uh, Disney. Uh, we have the uh, thing where we can watch it together as an app. Type Are you caught so up on that? We do that. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I actually like it a lot. Uh-huh. Though I go and it's funny thing to go on to like Twitter or whatever. And start looking at what people think about it and then realize like who hasn't ever read a comic but only watches the movies because they're so shocked with some things that kind of 
end up looking like they're heading towards a direction and uh then somebody says something like you know that uh you know wanda did some things to the mutants in the past in the in the comics I, what no he, no she didn't i'm like oh right uh, yeah she did yeah yeah i'm like it seems like that's kind of the deal but we won't spoil anything that's just no. the theory. but yeah now good. you get to you get to hear all of my nonsense because now i gotta go and rest up and and read a bunch of DC comics to do the DC podcast tonight. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. So <laughs> that is that. But yeah, I, I think that the High Republic, if you ended up hearing people say something like, Oh, you know, I don't need that and it's it's not this or that, don't don't go by don't go by somebody who says it's the greatest thing ever. Just get it and read it. It's good enough to check out a number one issue. I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, I think that it, you owe it to check out at least a number one, if not the first three. Of something like this And if you're a Star Wars fan I don't see any reason why you wouldn't like this Not at all So I, I would check it out And the Star Wars you know, The regular Star Wars And Darth Vader And even I, I see the same thing with Afra. That happened as well Where people I'm like Really? I thought she was beloved by everyone I don't get it And now People just want to hate That's the, That's the worst thing I actually realized, I thought at the beginning of the shutdown That the corona was going to be the shared experience Like, in my mind the Unifier yeah. I thought the Corona was the squid monsters and Watchmen. I thought that this was going to unify everyone. We all yep. have the same experience. We're all stuck in it. No, it made people more hateful. It just got more and more. I, I just don't get it. I have no hope for humanity. It's all gone. It's pretty bad. <laughs> don't be hateful for hate's sake, but oh, I guess nobody's going to learn from me. Nobody's going to listen to me. But yeah, check out these books. We're going to be back next week with our favorite book, Darth Vader. Definitely so that best. will be cool. And um, as we go forward, there's a couple weeks this month that there are no Star Wars books. At least that's how the scheduling looks. Sometimes things have been shuffled and not updated. But uh, when we do that, we're going to finish off because that Smuggler's Run book that came out from IDW based on the Greg Rucka novel, I actually thought it was more than two issues. It's, yeah, only, it's only two. two. Issues. That's surprising. Yeah, this one is the end. And I actually was like, when's this next one coming out? And then I actually went to the book. And I'm, um, yep, it says the end. <laughs> and then I guess they're going to have a solo book come out. But isn't that a little late, like a movie solo book? They also seem to be coming out, IDW, with a Rise of Skywalker comic. I'm like, aren't we past this? I mean, it seems weird. Get get yeah, on the that's... trolley. I mean, if anything, a Mandalorian or something that you know Marvel said cool. they're going to come yeah. out with. Um, but we'll be talking about that last issue of Smuggler's Run. And then we'll figure out something. There is an IDW Star Wars Adventures High Republic book. That's more mm-hmm. of an all-ages thing. But still, we might look at that or something else. So keep in touch, everyone. Stay tuned. So <laughs> that is it. Thanks, everybody. Go over to our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. And also check out our YouTube channel unless you want to hate. Uh, but if you want to, you know, love, go over there. It's Weird Science Comics where we have. Uh, both reviews for uh, Marvel and DC. I'm, I'm planning on doing indie and manga stuff eventually, but I don't have the energy right now. Once the corona leaves me, I will get more inspired. But mm-hmm. that is that. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining me, Matt. No problem. And we'll talk to you next week.